0: Hi Megan, how you doing? I'm good. I am yeah? good. Yeah. What you doing over there, Kayla? <laughs> just playing with my face,
1: <laughs> as as one does, as one you does. Yeah, just play with your face. Oh, all the time. <laughs> you ever just like? I'll just sit there and play with my earlobes. Do you ever do that? Oh man,
0: actually, it's like
1: it's <laughs> soothing, and also weird. It feels weird, but it's also, it, I yeah, I always think it's like. Very soothing to yeah. just play with
0: your earlobes. As I sit here and play with my earlobes. Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, for me, the ears is more of a. Uh, you know how there are people who have like serious things about popping pimples. Ooh. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Okay. And my. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I touch my earlobe, it's this moment of like, oh, because my piercing hole uh, often yeah, is like my ear piercing it hole. It does feel and I'm, weird I'm, like, there. Mm, like, what's in there? Is mm. there anything in there? And I'm like play. <laughs> is this is into the into the mind of the calaverse <laughs> into the calaverse like into the spider into the calaverse exactly oh that's my god a, that's, that's, that's
1: that's that's a, a movie that's everybody a should have a, a, their own into the into the person verse
0: yeah i feel like that would be really epic into the person verse well yes <laughs> I'm Kayla Mason and I'm Megan Smith and this is human Human design in real time Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla care and as an intuitive human design coach I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living
1: human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern
0: science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart
1: is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started.
0: Today, we are going to talk about Megan. Yeah. We're going to talk about Megan and her human design um, yeah. and everything that has happened to her in this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, essentially, our discussion today is about relationship with oneself. Mm. And
1: I am going to be your guinea pig on. Discovering
0: your relationship with yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, Megan, you're the best guinea pig Yay! anyone has ever had. <laughs> um, I wish I were... knew what
1: a noise the guinea pig makes. <laughs> I'd make it right now.
0: <laughs> so if you were on the last episode of the podcast, you heard that Megan has been my guinea pig from the very beginning. And she's been, she was my first health coaching client. She was the first person I worked on human design with. And now we're doing this podcast together, and she is the first person that is going to be discussed on our podcast
1: very excited very nervous and excited and all of the above feelings
0: (laughs) but before we dive into the brilliance of megan um i want to touch a little bit on defined and undefined centers Mm. yes so the bare bones of human design when you look at your chart um are the centers they're the first thing that you notice um if anyone's looking at their chart you can see there are nine kind of shapes within the person of human design um and each of these centers is either going to be colored in which means it is defined or it is going to be white which means it is undefined um So as we go through the chart, these defined and undefined centers are kind of the easiest thing to grab onto. So it's the best way to get started with your human design.
1: Yes. Uh, And what would you say is the difference between a defined and an
0: undefined center? So a defined center is a center where you create reliable energy. So it's a space from which you can uh, rely on the energy that you're creating. You can utilize it for yourself and you are affecting others with the energy that you create from that space. So other people are able to uh, both absorb and kind of utilize your energy when you are emitting energy from a defined center. An undefined center is a space where you absorb the energy of others, amplify it, and reflect it back to them. Undefined centers tend to be the places where we hold on to conditioning. These are the spaces where, if you were around somebody who uh, had a defined center where you had an undefined as a child, then you may have learned that you are supposed to use energy from this space when you actually don't create energy from that space. So, a lot of times, the undefined centers end up being the places where we learned to be somebody else. So, It can be more of a digging adventure, getting into the undefined centers.
1: I think one of the things that immediately drew me to human design was my defined centers and learning about my defined centers and how they amplified who I was and who I am and have helped me to discover more about myself and learn a little bit more about how I function in the world versus how I relate to other people. So it's a really great way for you to Dig deep and go. Ah, okay. This is why I function this way, uh, and I think that that for me was very helpful. And I know that's not like for everybody, but we are talking about me today, so you know I'm going to talk about myself a little bit more.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that is what we're doing today, Megan. We are talking about you. <laughs> um. So I think that ex- what you're saying right now, and I I think that this kind of speaks to it is this idea that. Where you have reliable energy, where you're creating reliable energy, it's where your power comes from.
1: Yes. Like that's
0: where your power lies. So when we start with this discussion of defined centers, it's kind of a celebration of what you bring into the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we're talking about this from both ends, undefined centers are not a a problem at all. This is something that... Oftentimes, people will come to me and be like, oh, but I have so many undefined centers. It's not a problem. In fact, when you have an undefined center, it gives you the space to hold space for others. So it's just a difference in the way that you utilize that energy. But focusing on these defined centers really gives you a sense of what you bring with you when you walk into a room.
1: I really appreciate a lot of my undefined centers as well. Like, especially I have a, I have an open mind center, which we'll get into all of the centers. But as with an open mind center, I really like, I have a, a way of being able to absorb everybody else's ways of thinking and sort of, you know, learn from other people a little bit better uh, because I have an open mind and I can say, okay, yeah, that's an interesting thought process. Oh yeah, that's an interesting thought process. And, and kind of like decide for myself what I like best and what feels right for me as I have a defined emotional center. So I do appreciate my undefined centers as much as I appreciate my defined centers. Um, But today we're going to focus on my defined centers because that's, you know, that really defines,
0: helps to define who I am. Absolutely. So Megan, uh, as we dive into this space of your human design Tell me, what about your human design gave you the most insight about your relationship with yourself?
1: I think one of the first things that you touched on was the defined versus undefined centers. And you pointed out my, um, my self-center, my emotional center, and my throat center as the three like prominent centers of my chart and talked about how I'm a manifesting generator. I have an, uh, a motor to my throat. And as I speak, if I say anything, it's coming from myself, which means that I can manifest it. I can make it happen. So if it, if it comes out of my mouth, it's true. And it can be weird and wacky sometimes, but if it comes out of my mouth, it happens. And from there, I really started to, to incorporate a little bit more of that, okay, if I say this, if I say it out loud, it can happen. And you know, for, for things that were I was blocked on, for things like making creative time and uh, making time for myself and saying nice things to myself because being able to say things like, hey, Megan, you're awesome. Good job today, you did a great job. Saying it out loud means a lot more than saying it in my head to myself. And so I really incorporated that and have found that it's been helping in things like making my, you know, making my office look like an actual office and not just a hodgepodge of wires and and computers. It actually looks like a beautiful place. And I said, hey, I'm going to make my office look nice today out loud and made it happen and it's actually amazing at how simple something like that is and i've never been one to do things like affirmations you know i know people who you will stand there in the mirror and do affirmations i've never been one to do that and trying to do that it still feels a little weird to me but i'm working on it it definitely works better than me saying it in my head to myself so yeah most of what I have learned is that I can make things happen by talking about it. And that my voice is one of my more powerful tools. And I've always known that deep down. It's not something that I like didn't know. You know, I have always felt that my voice is a powerful thing. Uh, But I've never really known how powerful until recently until you helped point it out for me through my beautiful human design. (laughs) So yeah, amazing.
0: I think one thing that can happen there, which happens a lot with people who have motors to their throat and even anyone who has a defined throat center in general, Mm -hmm. is that because you have that innate knowing, Mm. you have that deep knowing that your voice has power, you kind of get scared of it. Yes. Because you know that if you say it out loud, then it's going to happen. And the fear of success is something that is so prevalent in so many people because success is the unknown. Yeah. Yes. We don't know what happens if we succeed.
1: The unknown is scary. And even if I say things that are uncomfortable, they're uncomfortable for a reason. And I'm sitting there feeling uncomfortable because I just said something that was uncomfortable. But it's meant to be. And I kind of have to sit in it a little bit. And it's harder for me to say something that's uncomfortable because I don't want to sit in the uncomfortable, you know, or, or something like, Megan, you are beautiful um, to, to myself in a mirror, mm-hmm. right? That is a little uncomfortable for me and still is, but I'm working on it. But it's true mm-hmm. because I said it, And even that feels uncomfortable as I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, I'm cringing. Uh (laughs) Um, But
0: another thing that's in your chart that I think speaks to what you're talking about right now is your defined Mm. self-center. Your defined self-center is connected to your defined throat as well. So that means that whenever you say something that goes against your learned sense of self, Mm. you feel like you're not telling the truth. So it, this is kind of working in tandem, where it, while you are learning to love yourself better, mm-hmm. you are reteaching yourself how to speak to yourself.
1: Yes. And it's a process. It's, oh, it's yeah. a hard process. Hell For yeah. anybody who's tried to go down this path and this journey, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's worth it in the end. I know it is. And I yeah. know that I will get there eventually. But man, is it hard. Yeah. It's not easy.
0: Yeah, this is this is a long process. Um, yeah. Before we go any further, I do want to just touch on what having a motor to your throat means. Sure. For anyone who is looking at their charts, is following along at home. Um, so having a motor to your throat means that your throat center is defined and is connected by a channel directly or indirectly, meaning through other centers, to any of the motor centers. So the motor centers are the centers that create energy, um, and those centers are the sacral center, which is the square one in the middle, the root center, which is the square one in the middle bottom, the emotional center, which is the triangle to the right, and the heart ego center, or the will center, which is the little triangle right above the emotions. Um, so if you have any of those four centers connected to a defined throat center, then you have a motor to your throat. Having a motor to your throat means pretty much what Megan just said. When you say things, you are speaking them into existence and putting power behind them. You are making them a reality. So when someone who has a motor to their throat walks into a room and says, we should all do this thing. Everyone gets up and hears, oh, okay, we should all do this thing. (laughs) And then everyone moves into the space and starts jumping to it and making the thing happen. And by the end of the day, this one sentence that came into a room from having a motor to someone's throat can turn into a totally finished project. Whereas without a motor to the throat or with an undefined throat center, you may find yourself thinking, why is it that when I tell people to do things, nobody does them? <laughs> it's because that is not how you are designed. You are designed to hold space for others. Whereas having a motor to your throat puts you in the position of creating the truth. With
1: great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Not that I'm abusing my power anytime soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, actually, having a motor to your throat is one of those things that it feels kind of like that's what we all think we're supposed to have. Mm. So there is this level of superhuman, you know, (laughs) that goes along with having this motor. Um, And we tend to call manifesting generators the superheroes of human design because you both have that motor to your throat and have a defined sacral center. And I have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So while, while, I'm, while we're talking about this defined sacral, uh, so the defined sacral center mm-hmm. is, uh, it is the thing that creates a generator. That is the generator part of you, um, and that is the generator part of anyone whose design is a generator. And essentially what that means is that you have a defined sense of energy that you can rely on. So you wake up early in the morning, you can work all day long, and then you fall asleep right when your head hits the pillow at night as long as you are doing your right work. Mm. Now, right work falls into only one category. For anyone who has a defined sacral center, you have an inner compass that gives you a clear sense of yeah, this thing is great for me, or no, this thing does not work for me. And if you follow that sense and you listen to your defined sacral, then you will always be going in the right direction. You will always be doing your right work. Mm. If you try to analyze, second guess, figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing, that's not where right work comes from. So when you are listening to that defined sacral center and you are following what calls to you and what uh, the universe is literally telling you to do, then you will be able to have that sustained energy. So that's what having a defined sacral center means. Mm -hmm. Megan, how does it show up for you? And what has that been like as far as your relationship with yourself?
1: Uh, So when you first pointed it out to me, I I had... it it seemed so logical it was like yes okay i know that yes um and even that yes is my defined sacral center saying yes okay move forward uh and you asked me to to you know point out or like, just make a mental note anytime your sacral center says yes or no to something. And it was just so easy for me to be like, yeah, okay, I want to do that thing. No, I don't want to do that thing. Yeah, I'm going to eat that cheese today. Or no, I'm not going to go for a walk. I'm tired. Whatever the situation might be. That was like a no brainer. Um, I think what I have been working on Uh, personally, is the fact that I am not living in my design right now. So a little bit about me. I I work for a corporation. I work as a recruiter. This is not what I was designed to do. It's very clear to me now that it's not what I was designed to do. And I am in the process of figuring out what my next step is, what my next career move is, where I want to go with this information. And it's taking a lot of work and practice to recognize where I where my sacral center feels good and says yes and where my sacral center says no this is not for you and I think it's it's becoming more clear the more I do it even though my sacral center is very adamant about yes and no and is a big diva (laughs) as i've told Kayla many times i refer to my sacral center as my diva and she is she wants what she wants and she wants you to get the hell away from her when it's something that she doesn't and it's a very clear yes or no Uh, So it's been, you know, working with her and talking to her a little bit more about how how I can find the right career path for me and the right next step for me. Um, So for any of you out there who are not happy in your job and or not happy with something in your life, sit with your sacral center for a little bit. Sit in that. That, that space of, is this really what I want? And you will be surprised at how clear that yes or no can be if you have a defined
0: center, a defined sacral center. And one thing that I also want to mention here is that when we first started working together, Megan, that you were tired a lot. Mm. You were tired all the time. And when I told you that you were supposed to have this intense energy... The thing that came to you was, yeah, that's how I used to feel. Yeah. It was, yeah, when I was in college and when I was being creative and when I was making costumes and when I was <laughs> doing doing performance, like, yeah, I used to feel that way. Yeah. And I think this happens a lot with generators and with manifesting generators. Anyone who has a defined sacral center is that if you are not doing your right work, you're kind of, it's like running on empty. Yeah. Because you're constantly ignoring the your sacral response, so you're just revving the engine, and so you're getting tired because you're sitting there revving your engine over and over again and getting more and more frustrated. Yep. And you're not giving yourself the space to
1: actually do what you're supposed
0: to be doing.
1: And it's amazing how
0: much I noticed
1: that, like, even today doing work, I got so tired so fast because this just wasn't, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know that. And I, it sucks that I know that in a sense that, like, I want to be good at my job for what my job is. It's just not, it's not my, my dream, <laughs> you know, for anybody who's, who's ever landed in that situation before, like, I, I feel you. It's hard. Sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do, and I know that I gotta keep keep working um, until I find what what I meant to do. Uh, but it 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 can be a drain. It can be a drain on your energy, and, and you know, just making sure that you find space for the things that do give you that energy and do make you feel good. Because uh, as soon as you as soon as you set up a space for you to actually do what you're designed to do, whatever that space may be, you will be amazed at how much energy that you have. Like, small anecdote, my grandmother and I used to love doing puzzles together and she instilled this love of puzzles in me. And now when I sit down and do a puzzle, I'm not sitting down to do a puzzle for like, 30 minutes to an hour to put a couple of pieces in and then come back to it I'm sitting down to do that puzzle until it is finished and that may mean that I'm staying up all night doing a 1500 piece puzzle which my husband has caught me doing and he looked at me and was like what are you doing and I was like uh you know just doing my puzzle and he's like it's 4 in the morning oh whoops (laughs) You don't even know where the time goes. Uh, And so I attribute that to you know, if you love something, you're going to just want to continue doing it until it's done.
0: Yeah. This actually brings me to another part of having a defined sacral center where when you start something, you gotta finish yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's this because so the way that this has been i personally do not have a defined sacral center so i don't know this from experience um but i've spoken to megan about this i've also spoken to a lot of other generators and the feeling that is associated with doing that right work with answering that yes call is kind of like this inner burning it's like that feeling of, ooh, yeah, yeah, let's keep <laughs> doing that. That feels great. And to yes. just kind of like let that, let that slow burn take over. Mm. And when you're in that space, you can just keep on going. You can just keep going. And as having that defined sacral center, you very much want to get to the end of whatever it is that you're doing. Yes. Um, and a lot of times if that gets interrupted – that's when your, what we call your not-self theme can come in. And for generators, that's frustration. Um, and for manifesting generators, they also, with that motor to the throat, it can also come out as anger. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've definitely had those moments. I've definitely, <laughs> when when things weren't going my way, I would get very frustrated and angry and need to take a moment to, to just, like, calm myself down a little bit. Um, but that's you know knowing that that's part of my design i can say okay i just need to be angry right now that i'm not (laughs) getting this thing done give myself that and and then let it go and it's much easier to give yourself that when you know that it's part of what you need to do right accepting those emotions accepting that that you are who you are and getting angry sometimes is part of who you need to be i think that that to me just sort of gives me a lot more permission to just let the things that I that I feel happen, right? Because it's all part of, especially with my defined emotional center, I am very connected to my emotions and I need to let them come out because that's just part of how I function and I'm able to function. And if there's any time that I've had to repress my emotions, it has never ended well. I have always been miserable and felt... Like I have physically hurt myself because I have not given my emotions the space they needed to come out and and be released.
0: So, yeah. So that's exactly where I was hearing you go, to your defined emotional center. (laughs) And that's, yes. So (laughs) uh, having a defined emotional center, Megan has a defined emotional center. Um, When you have a defined emotional center, this is the triangle over to the right side, This becomes your inner authority. So authority is the way that we make decisions. And you can see along the left side of your chart, it'll list what your authority is if you're following along. Um, If you have a defined emotional center, your emotions become your authority. And essentially what that means is that in order to be able to make a sound decision, in order to be able to feel... um, To feel like you've made a decision that is in your best interest and in the best interest of those around you, you need to first work through the emotions surrounding it. Mm. So exactly what Megan was just saying. Sometimes you have to feel things. Sometimes you have to get angry about something so that you can then figure out, okay, this is not something that's in my design and I don't want to be here. <laughs> a lot of times when we hit those not-self themes, it's a matter of it being a guidepost. It's a moment of, okay, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. And, and what, what can we do to not get here again? So with a defined emotional center having to use that as your authority, this is where things like meditation, the space of finding calm. This is where this kind of stuff comes into play because with that defined emotional center, you're going to need a little bit of extra time to make a decision because yeah. you need to take you need to take all of your emotions into account.
1: Yeah. And speaking from recent experience, uh, I was put in a situation where I had to make a very quick decision. And looking back, I feel like I didn't make the best decision because I was told I was told that I needed to make a decision like right then and there. right? And if you ever feel and if somebody ever puts you in a situation, if you have a defined emotional center, if ever if ever you're in that situation where somebody's asking you to make a quick decision, let them know that you can't. It is okay to say that, hey, I need to take a step back. I need to process, give me a minute and and I'll get back to you, you know, like give yourself the space to make that decision. I think that's so important. Knowing that now, there are definitely things I would have gone back and given myself more time to correct, but that's that, that's in the past. I, I have learned, and now I can take that knowing and, and move forward. Um, if you've ever read uh, Glennon Doyle's uh, Untamed, she yes. talks about the knowing, right? Yes. I, I really do think that that knowing comes from that emotional center. If you have a defined emotional center, you kind of need to sit in, in that knowing, connect with that, and go through all of the emotions to make the decision. Yes. Right? I really do.
0: I think, I think she has a defined emotional center. I wonder. That'd That's be very so funny. That'd be so curious to find out. <laughs> I know. That's so funny because when I was reading it, I thought she was talking about a defined sacral. I was Ooh. like, oh my God. Well, she must be talking about a defined sacral center because I do not have a defined sacral and I do mm. have a defined emotional center. Oh my gosh. You're right. And let me tell you, the emotional turmoil that I deal with is so <gasps> annoying. <laughs> Because I don't have that inner compass telling me, yep, go do that thing. For me, it's like I just kind of have to wait for things to come to me and Mm. then kind of feel into whether it makes sense. And I have like a little bit of like an intuition that comes because I have a defined spleen. So I've got like this little inner voice. But it's not very definitive and sometimes it's really hard to hear. So I don't have that same kind of like – The universe is telling me that this is what to do next right and it can i for anyone out there who feels like when someone says to you listen to your gut and you're like the fuck when when i listen to my gut i don't i don't know what i'm listening to you may have an undefined sacral center Mm. (laughs) and might just be something else is the way place that you're supposed to be focused on so with a defined emotional center it's it's a matter of what feels good, mm. what doesn't feel good. But it's a lot – it's more uh, – you kind of have to process through it a little more. Whereas yeah. I think when you have the – an emotional center, a defined emotion and defined sacral, you kind of want to calm those emotions so you can hear your sacral.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very true.
0: Very yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So the only other center that we want to discuss in this space of your relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. is your self-center.
1: Oh, it's almost (laughs) clandestine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you look at the chart, there is a diamond right in the center, right below uh, the space that looks like it's on the neck of the person. This is the self-center. And the self-center is the center that answers the question, who am I? And why Mm. am I here? (laughs) So having a defined self-center, Megan, um, how has that been for you? What was discovering that like? And what have you done to help yourself live within your design because of this defined self-center? That's a really good question.
1: Uh, And here's why. Because my self-center has been hibernating a little bit. And we've had this discussion, so in in the meditations that we've done on Self-Center, I have found that I am like this fierce, independent, but, but communal warrior, <laughs> but she needed to hi- hibernate. She is in hibernation, uh, and I have been going through a lot of changes, a lot of changes this year. 2021 <laughs> was the year of change and moving. Yeah. And stress. (laughs) Um, So my self-center has been just resting. She's needed rest. She's needed space. She's needed care. She's needed community. She's really needed community um, to help her sort of come out of hibernation. And I don't know how long this hibernation is going to last. And I'm trying to give myself as much space to hibernate as I need to as well as grow and try new things and sort of figure out the next steps of my life right because we talked about how I know that I'm not living in my design and I need to work on finding where my design is Um, and so part of that is myself needs needs to hibernate a little bit and sort of stay comfy and warm within the the community and the space that feels good for me And now that I have a new home, I have set up this new home to be this cozy, wonderful space that I enjoy being in and feel comfortable in. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm working towards developing more of that comfort and more of that space to kind of retreat to so that I can go out and be that warrior and be that that strength that I know I have. Like, I know that there is this strength in my in my uh, self-center that is just dormant. It needs a break. I have been hustling since I was 13 years old. I have had job after job after gig after schooling and, and all of those things that I just, I hit a wall, you know? I hit a wall and I needed to hibernate. And so I think... I'm learning more about who that self is and what she needs and it's part of that process of of growing into your design, right? And so that's sort of my self my my self center story.
0: <laughs> so I have a question for you within this space because mm-hmm. I think one of the things that can be super daunting when you're embarking on something like this mm-hmm. is the idea that your design is going to tell you that you're in the wrong career and you need to change your entire life, (laughs) which it seems is what has happened with you. So (laughs) while we're looking at this space, can you, when you have those moments of, I'm going to set up a new space that feels safe for me. I'm going to hibernate. I'm going to whatever it is that feels like your pre- preparation on this way. Mm-hmm. Do those feel like sacral yeses for you, even though the job that you go to every day still feels like a sacral no?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, building the spaces that feel comfortable for me, even to do the like, cause I work from home, uh, even to do my job that is a sacral no. I need to have a good space to do it in to, to feel like I'm getting things done, to feel like the work is happening and that I am a part of this job. Because there are definitely moments of my job. I'm not I'm not going to knock my job. Like There are definitely moments where I feel utilized. I feel strong. I feel like I'm getting something done that's worthwhile. I definitely have those moments. Um, but there's a lot of the job that really bogs me down, and, and that's what we're working through. But being able to have the space. To, to do that job and appreciate the moments that I do enjoy. Um, it I really
0: helps, helps me. So from the point where you discovered that this job was not fulfilling you and moving into the space of figuring out what happens next, how has this journey been for you?
1: Ooh, that it's been rocky. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, well, I, I think a lot of external factors uh, need to be taken into account and, and we're definitely a big influence as to why I haven't just sort of immediately jumped into the next thing. Right. Life gets in the way. We all know this mm-hmm. and life will get in the way of your design. So. I have embraced the fact that life has gotten in the way of my design a lot over the last two years. We can thank the pandemic. We can thank personal circumstances and all of the above. So that has definitely been a major factor as why I haven't immediately moved into what is yes. The other part of it is I don't know. I just don't know yet. I haven't figured it out. I've... Uh, you know, talking with Kayla and working through some of this with Kayla, talking with my therapist and working through some of it with my therapist, which is also very necessary. Yes. I, I've had to, you know, I'm, I've been writing out lists of what I like and what I don't like about work, what I want to get out of it, and just coming to, to terms with a couple of ideas of what I think will be the best next step for me and letting it sit in my sacral center to see
0: what, what my diva says, whether it be yes or no. I think another big part of this kind of comes back to that defined emotional center because mm. some decisions take 24 hours, some decisions take three days, some decisions take years. Yeah, And until you can make the decision from a place of calm without having to be in an emotional high or an emotional low and feeling like you're kind of being forced into making a decision, you can't make that choice in design. Like, you cannot follow your inner authority if there's still too much emotional turmoil.
1: Right. And I'm really trying to listen to that sacral diva. And I'm I'm not waiting, but I am continuing to present ideas to her. And I'm waiting for her to say, yes. Yes, absolutely. Right? I'm not going to settle for, (laughs) I don't know, maybe... Mm-hmm. This could work temporarily. I'm nope. looking for that yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm happy to wait. I'm happy to
0: be patient. Absolutely. And that kind of gives me a uh, the space of the sacral center and the answers that one can get from their sacral center. Um, there are actually three answers that mm-hmm. the sacral center can give you. One is that burning hell yes. <laughs> one is that intense nah uh I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And then the third is an undecided is not yet, Mm. is I'm not sure, try again later. Yeah. And when you get that response, the thing there is to make sure that you listen, that you take that step back and you do wait and ask again later. Because the initial instinct with that space of I don't know yet is to jump to your other centers and try to make them make the decision for you.
1: Mm.
0: So you don't have defined head centers, but someone who has defined head or defined mind centers might immediately jump to, but pro con list. Yeah. But but can I analyze this in order to make a decision? Yeah. You know? Um, so rather than jumping to, uh, how can I get around the fact that I don't know the answer to this question? I need to know an answer right now to take that moment exactly what you're doing to take that moment and say we don't have an answer yet so i'm going to move on and come back to this later
1: yeah i think it's okay not to know yes. it's okay not to know the answer it's to okay everything it's okay not to know, <laughs> <It's okay laughs> not to know. <laughs> oh i'm oh. just like let it let it sit <laughs> let it sit yes. you'll get there you'll get there eventually just yes. be okay with not knowing and i i am becoming comfortable with not knowing
0: amazing and the last thing that I want to ask you on this because I think that uh I I think that this is so cool and this is something I haven't seen anybody else do Mm -hmm. so I'm very curious if this is going to resonate with our listeners
1: okay um
0: we in our sessions when we were when we're working I've Megan's health coach, Mm -hmm. Um, I guide meditations in our sessions and I will often do a meditation where I'll dive into a center, one of the human design centers, to kind of figure out how it feels in there, what it's like, what kind of space it is. And Megan created archetypes within each one of her centers. It came naturally. It was such a beautiful, creative, imaginative space. And I'm just so curious what that's like for you, how you got there mm. and how – because I feel like this is something that could really speak to others who have these defined centers to kind of have that moment of, like you're talking about, you're diva. I have a diva. I do you know? have a diva. So tell me a little bit about each of your defined centers and what you found in there Ooh, okay, All how right. that
1: felt. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> okay, so with my throat center – um i found a symphony orchestra and it's beautiful and it just all this sound and music constantly playing constantly swirling it feels like uh this just air just of music going and going and going and it felt so 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 good um we talked about my diva my diva's a little funny she's like this angry bunny diva (laughs) bitch with two uh you know with with Um, uh, boxing gloves on and she's like ready to beat up anybody who tries to stop her and she's hilarious I love her
0: (laughs) and that's your defined sacral that's my defined sacral
1: center Uh, my defined self center is that warrior is that that she's currently hanging out in a wolf den with all of her with her community and resting Um, but I have I did some more meditation on her, and I do. I have found that she is this fierce warrior woman. Um, so I love her. Yeah, because you had initially called her the Ice Queen. She is the Ice Queen. So, but she's like, she's a warrior Ice Queen. She she's not like this queen that just sits on her throne and like commands all of her other servants to do things. No, she will go out and do things. She's yes. gonna go out and and make things happen for herself. Uh, but she just she. She was in battle for way too long and needs to rest and needs to recoup. Yes. So, yeah, she's a badass. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. My defined emotional center was really weird and interesting and uncomfortable. I remember being really uncomfortable during that meditation um, where I have a fire pixie who's dancing around in this flame and this mother figure Uh, who sits there and helps you connect with the fire pixie um but it was so i remember it just being really really uncomfortable because we started diving into like lust and and um joy and uh, like being surrounded by a mother and all of that was like oh okay this is a little uncomfortable um, so that's something I need to deal with and uh, you know, work on that with my therapist and Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Sexuality. We're allowed to talk Woo! about it. <laughs> it's strange. Um, it's fluid. Like, let yeah. it be fluid. So, uh, it, and it's just really interesting to have this sort of map of characters that I can go to when I am confused about something or... If I need to know a little bit more about myself, I go sit with this warrior queen. If I need to make a decision, I go ask the diva bunny bitch. Uh, if I, <laughs> <yes. laughs> I want to be creative, I actually sit in my throat center and I, I talk about the things that I want to do in my life and the the crafts that I want to make. Um, if I am feeling an emotion, I sit with my mother and watch the fire pixie and let the fire pixie do its thing. Right. Oh, so I, love that. I would, I, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing to, to really sit in all of your defined centers and find out what they all are. Yeah. Like that has been the most wonderful thing. And this is just my creative mind being weird, but like, what are some of your defined centers looking like? Like, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what everybody's defined centers
0: look like and who's in there and what what's in there, what's happening, you know? Oh, I mean, it's so funny because one of the things that comes to me a lot when I do these meditations with people is that I can't do them for myself. Oh, <laughs> And, like, I, I'll, like, try to find a meditation on, like, Insight Timer. That's kind of, like, what I did but I, I can't really get to what I did. And I, I think that because one of the things that happens in session when I'm talking to people is I'm kind of tapping in to mm-hmm. what you need in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like creating it as it's happening. Um, and it's so interesting and I'm sure that a lot of people who work with people feel this way Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder for me to see myself oh absolutely (laughs) than it is for me to help other people see themselves but this is
1: why you get a coach this is why you get a coach so if you want to discover your defined centers (laughs) you want to call Kayla and she is going to help you to really connect with them because that is what I found from Kayla and that's been Amazing. Yeah. It really has. Yay! <laughs> so now that we've talked about all of my defined centers and yes. gotten to know what defined centers are like for Megan. Yeah. Um, what uh Kayla, what do you think a defined center does? Does it does a defined center define who you are?
0: Does a defined center define you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um I think that the short answer to this question is. Nothing defines you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think that a big thing that understanding your defined centers can do for you, and it's similar to what Megan's been talking about this whole time, is it just gives you a sense of the energy you create. Um, So it can give you, if it's a space of archetypes, if it's a space of uh, just kind of feeling how you affect the people around you, if it's a space of feeling where you feel the most power understanding your defined centers i feel like it's a great first step i think is really what it is so when you come to a human design chart when you come into human design in the in in general it can be super confusing there's a lot going on um and when you look at this chart you have no (laughs) idea what's happening so diving into those of those centers can be the easiest thing for you to begin to understand the way your energy shows up. Again, I think it's great to work with a coach. Working with someone like me would really help with figuring out how you're showing up and what it is that you want to be doing. Um, And exactly like we were just talking about, you can't do meditations for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it can be really helpful to work with someone. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: definitely. And how does an undefined center contribute to
0: your sense of self and to your relationship with yourself? So undefined centers, I feel like, are a topic for another podcast.
1: Ooh. Well, I'm excited to get diving into my undefined centers next time. We'll talk a little (laughs) bit more about that.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Things to look
1: forward to. Yay! Yay! I
0: love
1: it. (laughs) If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes.
0: And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's K-A-Y-L-A dash We're always looking for awesome
1: humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us and thanks to you our listeners for supporting this
1: podcast keep discovering your human Human design design in real
0: time